Dirt is a highly immersive audio experience. To make sure you catch all the details, headphones are highly recommended. Dirt, an audio drama, is a production of Studio 5705. Chapter 17 Now that I'm back on the farm side of the fence, and with the strange lights that were hovering over the distant mountain no longer visible in the night sky, whatever spell I was under a moment ago is gone, but definitely not forgotten. Yeah, the army takes credit for many of the lights in the sky. They say they're part of the things they do over at the firing range. You mean the place where Antonia's husband worked? That's right. But a lot of them go and explain. Huh. It's getting late. Yeah, let's head back. Gotta get my beauty sleep. <laughs> oh, Joey. Will you stay with us? Oh. Yeah. If that's alright. Oh, yes. Hey. My bed's waiting. <laughs> Do you want to walk back? Sure. Hey. I think we're going to stretch our legs a little. See you in about 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to answer your mom just now. About staying there? I mean, it feels like I should probably stay with them. Since they know I'm here this time. Oh, it's fine. They know you stayed at my place the other night. <laughs> they do? They do. Not much gets past those two on the farm. <laughs> right. So your dad knows someone might be spying on me. Well, he's super curious about what's happening with you. My mom, too. You can't blame them. They are a part of all this. Yeah. <laughs> and this whole idea of the property up there causing bad feelings. <laughs> did you feel or notice anything? You know, I did. It was pretty different from what the three of you described. It wasn't painful at all. It was like, I don't know, I wanted to take off running to see what was up there. Or out there. <sighs> Maybe it was just an adrenaline rush from being on the forbidden side of the fence. I guess it's kind of hard to explain. During dinner, you said you feel something up there too? Maybe not in the way my parents do. I mean, I grew up knowing that someone we don't know owns the land next to ours, for some unknown reason. And that someone could just show up one day and change what we have here or maybe never show up. Yeah. I guess for me, it was always just a mystery. But you don't think it's cursed? I guess I do think that places can feel a certain way. 
But how much of that comes from what's inside a person already? Maybe it's that more than anything. <laughs> By the way, I'm glad you caught yourself before blurting out anything about us maybe buying the land. I told you I'd look into it. And I am. I know you are. It's different here. You're not the CEO. I know that. But what's stopping you from just asking him about it directly? If I bring it up like that, he'll wonder why I'm asking. Like how or where I got the information. <laughs> Is that so bad? I just need to do it my way. Okay. So, are you leaving in the morning? I am. Though probably not till I've been served a big breakfast. Which I love, by the way. So you still want to find the boxes? Even though the last one was fake? I do. Just to see where it all leads, I guess. Even though people are following you. <laughs> and even though this whole thing could be a hoax. What if it isn't Imo? What if someone is just trying to scam you? You know, the other night, on Friday night, in the middle of the night, the detector told me something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to kind of decipher it the next morning, but I figured out what it was right before you called me, right before I discovered the box was fake. <laughs> what did it tell you? It spelled out the word believe. Maybe you should have that thing checked out. <laughs> I did. Apparently all the parts and wires and everything are all normal. Why is there so much weird stuff happening? Good question. Well, while you're out and about tomorrow, maybe just let me know where you are. So you're saying you'll be thinking about me tomorrow? I'm saying that I think you're being super impulsive. All last week, you were obsessed with finding boxes. And now it's the property. And then today, you had me drive all over Seattle following someone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get why you wanted to do that. But again, you have to admit, it was pretty ridiculous. I know. And yes, I'll stay in touch tomorrow. I want to, anyway. You know, maybe you just had me over to Seattle. So I could see your fancy bachelor pad. <sighs> you know, the truth is, I feel a lot more at home here than I do in my home.
This time, the beach is empty. And the water appears clearer and cleaner than before. The trees in the forest, off in the distance, look thicker and taller. Oh. Out beyond the surf, near where the ocean meets the horizon, I can barely make out what appears to be five or six people paddling a narrow wooden boat. Suddenly, I'm back in the forest. The dense canopy overhead blocks most of the sky from view. <sighs> You're still alive. The giant tree isn't broken off at its base, but instead stands fully upright and even more imposing. Its tangled roots weave amongst each other before diving down into the damp soil. Hello? Are you underground? Hang on. I'll get you out. switching you on. Ugh, I need something to write on. I Google binary to text translator on my phone and tap on the link to visit the same website I used before when I was at home. Okay. listening and the same five letters continue to repeat in the same sequence. O-S-E-E-G. Aseg. <sighs> Wait, maybe I just started in the wrong place. <gasps> Go see. 
Okay. <laughs> if you say so. The night sky that was full of puffy clouds earlier is totally clear now. And the full moon is high overhead, casting aluminum shadows all around. Wow, that's a lot of stars. Just as Maria predicted, frost is beginning to form on the grasses and plants on both sides of the access road. <sighs> I should have brought a warmer jacket and maybe some gloves. Wait. No, that wouldn't be right. I know I shouldn't enter any building on this farm without permission. I am just a guest here, after all. Oh. It would be a good way to find out if all this is true. Hmm. <sighs> okay. Where is the key to the tractor located? Sorry, I knew that was a sketchy idea. <laughs> Wait, what am I apologizing to? Holy crap! Come on, fingers. Don't freeze on me now. Okay. Oh. F. F. you say that if it wasn't okay? <sighs> okay, we're doing this. I leave the access road and head to my left 
through what I think are the Galactic Ouch. Crunch apple trees. Ugh, lots of sticks in here. Fortunately, I remember where the office is from years ago when I worked on the farm. Assuming, of course, that the office is still in the same building today. Ugh. Ooh. It's cold. After a couple of minutes, I arrive at what is basically a mobile home. A double-wide that was Ernesto and Lucila's original residence that was later converted into the office and main operations center for the farm. Of course, it's locked. At the back of the building, yes, I see a window that's barely cracked open with a screen in front of it. It's dark inside the office, but gray moonlight shines in through two large front windows. A few colored lights also glow dimly, probably from computers or other electronic equipment. Fortunately, the heat is on in here, and I can feel my hands and feet starting to come back to life. I turn on my phone's flashlight and slowly wave it around to see better. Hmm. I see three desks in what is basically a large open room with a vaulted ceiling. There's a faint smell of motor oil in the air. Some areas are clean and tidy, but other areas are cluttered with papers and periodicals and spare parts stacked on shelves or on top of metal filing cabinets. Pretty much the way I remember it. I also see numerous framed photos, some current and some dated, hanging on the walls. Huh. What's this? I walk toward one photo in particular that I don't recall seeing before. It's a black and white framed picture of four men dressed in work clothing, standing in front of what looks like an open field, each holding a musical instrument. Oh. It takes me a moment to realize that one of them is a young Ernesto, and one of them is a young Imo. Huh. Nice ergonomic chair, clean workspace. This must be Antonia's desk. There are two large computer monitors on the desk, positioned side by side, with cables coming off of each of them that probably plug into a laptop that isn't there. 
The wall next to the desk has photographs pinned to it, mostly pictures of small children, and... Oh. Hey, Cooper. I also see sticky notes in various colors on the desk, with notes scribbled on them, in what I recognize as Antonia's handwriting, from the letters that I received from her years ago, after I lived and worked on the farm for two summers. I don't see a tractor key in any of the drawers, <laughs> but I do see, among other things, an Ichiro Suzuki bobblehead doll. Nice. You're a Mariners fan too. The second desk belongs to someone named Rita. Based on the, hello, my name is Rita, nameplate on the desk that faces out toward the office entrance. Yet, as with Antonia's desk, no keys. Salvador's desk looks the same and is in the same place it's always been, in the back corner of the room. <laughs> There's a simple, unfolded metal chair with a foam seat that has a large tear in it. Once again, some things never change. I walk to the wall behind the chair, and just as I remember, there are small metal hooks protruding from the wall, with various handy things either set on or hanging from each one. Screwdrivers, a large wrench, a well-worn farmall hat, a pair of safety glasses, some dirty work gloves, and... <laughs> I shine my phone's flashlight directly onto the lone key on the keyring. In Sharpie pen ink is written the word... Tractor. Amazing. There are a lot of tractors in use on the farm. But you said it was here. Okay. Time to go find out. I turn to walk back toward the window, and as I do, whoa, the light from my phone's flashlight blazes across Salvador's desk. What is that doing here? There's a bright blue sticky note half hidden beneath a roll of paper towels with a name written on it. Marlon Mason. On the sticky note is a phone number with a 206 area code, which is the area code for Seattle. Marlon, why is your name on a sticky note? Here. I aim my phone at the note to take a picture of it. Oh, crap. The camera's flash goes off unexpectedly and briefly lights up my body and face and the entire office. I instinctively duck down behind Salvador's desk as if I've been discovered. <laughs> it's 2.30 in the morning, dummy. Nobody knows I'm here. <sighs> I leave the window as I found it slightly open, and I leave the screen on the ground for now, knowing I'll be back before too long.
After a couple of minutes, I arrive back at the access road and continue up the slope, passing a few structures along the way until I see the fence and the gate shining brightly in the moonlight. And just above and beyond the gate, in the same place it was before, the Farmall A tractor. Go see. Let's find out if you work over there. To the left of the gate, from the farm side of the fence, I maneuver the detector arm and disc through the parallel barbed wires, as close to the ground as I can. Come on, get through there. Once the disc is on the other side. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, you're detecting something over there. But not over here. Hmm. I walk about 30 feet to my left, along the fence, and I maneuver the detector arm and disc through it, again. Huh. Same as at the gate. I head back toward the gate, and this time continue to the right of the gate, along the fence, and I test the detector several more times, in the same way at intervals of 20 or 30 feet, with the exact same results. <sighs> okay. Something is either buried underground here, along the entire fence, which seems pretty unlikely, but that could explain maybe why the tractor stopped working? What is this place? <clears throat> oh. 
<laughs> if this thing starts... <laughs> oh man, if this thing starts... <sighs> I am so taking this tractor for a joyride. All over this hill. <laughs> and maybe down to the farmhouse too. You got this. Third time, such charm? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! Megan Chimera. Call me this morning, please. It's urgent. Inner Six needs to hear from you. Well, happy Monday morning. Oh. Estás seguro? Si, senor. Okay. Hmm. Good morning. Wow, everyone's here for breakfast. Hi, I'm Joseph. I'm Ernan. Oh, nice to meet you, Ernan. Actually, we ate already. Oh. I have some coffee and toast ready if you want some. Ah, that sounds great. Thank you, Mrs. Flores. How about we all sit down? Okay. You look pretty tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't get much sleep last night. Probably due to everything going on. So it would seem. What? Who would like to start? What's going on here? So, Mr. Joseph, last night I'll we... I'll tell him. Tell me what? What? Why were you in our office last night? and running all over the farm. Uh, Joseph, our security system isn't just the gate on the driveway. Hernan has it all in video. 10 minutes. For 10 minutes, you were in the office, looking in drawers, 
all around our desks. And that was just the first time you were there. Joseph, what were you doing? Just so I make myself clear. If it was anyone else, we would have called the police by now. Were you watching me the whole time? No! We saw it all this morning on our security footage. We had no idea who it was until you took that photo with your camera. Joseph, I know you know this place. And I know you feel like you belong here. And you should. Because of your grandpa. And since you stayed here years ago. But this is not your farm. You don't have permission to just do whatever you want here. Look, the window was already cracked open. That's an open invitation in your head? That's not... I wasn't... Plus, Hernan tells us this morning that he saw you running around through the orchards and up at the gate with that metal detector. You were out there? No, not exactly. I stay up near the apple orchard. I woke up when I heard someone running on the road, and so I watched to see what they did. Why don't you answer Antonio's question? Why were you in the office? Why? I was getting the key. And then putting it back. The key to what? The key to the tractor. Why the key to the tractor? I went up there to see if I could start it. Start it? How do you know the key was in the office? It could have been anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's a long story. A long story? That's your answer? Well, guess what, Joseph? We should be outside helping Jorge with the grapes. But we're not. We're in here with you, making time for your long story. And trying to understand why someone we love and trust is sneaking around behind our backs. Oh, that's rich. Me sneaking around? Like you haven't been doing that yourself. Joseph. It's okay. What is that supposed to mean? That land up there that you think is cursed? Why haven't you told Antonia what your plans are? So it's true. You are trying to buy it. How do you know about that? You know, I'd rather know why you want to buy a piece of land that you think is cursed. Or is all that cursed talk just some story you concocted to get people to stay away from it? Maybe so you could be first in line to get it. Joey. I do not make things up. Not like that or anything else. We told you the tractor wouldn't start. Why didn't you believe us? Because what I felt on that side of the fence didn't match anything that any of you described. I felt excitement, energy, happiness. So yes, I tried to start the tractor to see if that story was made up too.
And let me guess, it didn't start. No. Joseph, I know you've been through a lot lately, and it can't be easy. But hear me well, none of that excuses what you did last night, or what you said here. This is not your place, and you're not automatically entitled to know what goes on here. I think you should go. What? Hernan, make sure you update the gate code after he leaves. Si, senor. Wait. What? I'm sorry. Something made me want to try. I shouldn't have done it. I know that. I'm sorry is not going to cut it. You should go learn some manners. Maybe then we can talk. Thank you for breakfast, corazón. Gracias por avisarnos, Hernán. Toñita. Please come with me, mija. Oh, Joey. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Flores. I'll go pack my things. Dirt, an audio drama, is a production of Studio 5705 and is written, directed, and produced by me, Chris Cayella. This chapter features the voice talents of Megan Morales as Antonia, Jonathan Fuentes as Salvador, Hernan Ramirez Diaz as Hernan, and Ana Noval as Maria. I play the part of Joseph. This chapter also features the original song, Jerk, which you're listening to right now, written and performed by Maya Tazi. You can find more of Maya's singing and guitar playing, including other songs featured in Dirt, by searching Maya Tazi on Spotify. That's M-Y-A-T-O-Z-Z-I. For more information about Dirt, an audio drama, visit dirtaudiodrama.com. And if you like what you hear, please spread the word on Twitter or whatever social platform you use. Word of mouth absolutely helps the podcast grow. We'll be back with Chapter 18 and more of The Treasure Hunt. Plus, the return of Mel, Kim, Motorpool, Molecular, and more strange adventures on the road. Until then, and as always... Thank you very much for listening.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy, the birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner. She's the music, the style. She's the rhythm. She's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her. You breathe, and you listen, and you wait for your place, your first step, the call to... Is a new fairy folktale podcast from T.H. Ponders, a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to the show by searching for The Wanderer in Apple Podcasts or by visiting www.callofthewander.com.